Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Josh Heupel need to depend on assistant coaches? He's lost a couple in the past five days or so. Is he a guy that's sort of like Steve Spurrier? As long as he's there, everything's going to be fine. It's not to say you want coaches coming in and out because that would be an incredibly negative sign for the program. But I'll get you to read the question and remind everyone it's brought to you by Don Self, State Farm Agent there in the Chattanooga area, Don Self in College Dale and Ottawa, as well as the greater Chattanooga area, call 423-396-2126. Go to donself.net, donself.net, 423-396-2126. So what are the options here, Caleb? So the options are, uh, do assistant coaches matter as long as Josh Heupel's in charge? Yes, very needed, which is at 15%. Yes, but Hype will hire the right ones at 85 percent and nope he's got this is zero percent so everybody does believe that the staff matters to a certain degree i think there should be some and i don't know how you vote for this that should look at him like a steve spurrier that should look at him like a nick saban or to go even further back a joe gibbs at the washington commanders um i think he is a guy that can bring coaches in and out and it's for different reasons than some of those guys. Like Saban, you did it because you had to resurrect your career, correct? Uh, it probably correct. wasn't really pleasant to go work for Nick Saban, but your career needed a boost. With Tennessee, I think there's a couple of different avenues. You have a young staff. So if I'm Kelsey Pope or a young coach, Alec Ablin, I'm looking at the ability to have my resume ahead of most if I were at an older coaching staff. And then I think the other thing is Rodney Garner is the type of coach who realizes that Knoxville might not be the worst place to retire. So I think those are the coaches that you're going after uh, right now. Not that you want the oldest in the world or the youngest in the world, but that to me has appeal on two different fronts. Caleb. I think it matters who he hires, but only at specific, at specific spots. You brought up the Steve Spurrier comparison. When did Florida have their best run? When he had Bob Pruitt and then Bob Stoops, um, yes. that was when they were at their peak. After Bob Stoops, he had John Hoke 
And I mean, you and I both agree that that's a mediocre defensive coordinator. And before Bob Pruitt, he had Ron Zook, who I don't think should ever be a coordinator of anything. And so I think that that was the peak run. So I think it does matter who Josh Heupel hires. Now, I think Heupel will hire the right one. I'm with you typically. And the difference between the Floridas of the 90s and now is, Dave, you remember that. Even when the fun and gun was at its peak, Florida was focused on stopping you every possession. They didn't play complimentary to the offense. No, they wanted to stop you too defensively most of the time. And I no, think I think that defense was highly, highly underrated. It was. It was. And whereas I think with Tennessee, Heifel wants a defensive coordinator to play complimentary to what his offense is doing. So, which is to say, we don't mind if you give up a lot of yards. We want to have to make you work the whole field to score a touchdown. You might score, you might not, but we'll get it, we'll we'll get a possession back if you do is Heupel's way of thinking a lot of times. And I think that in that situation, Tim Banks is the perfect hire for Heupel. It's it's going to be, it would be hard to get another Tim Banks if Tim Banks left. And Rodney Garner is important for recruiting. I think most other people are interchangeable though. Let me ask you this across the board. Is it easier for Josh Heupel, given his reputation and what he is, he stands for offense. I want to hear you on the message board say this. Is it easier for him to hire a quality offensive assistant or a quality defensive assistant? Because I could argue either one. I think it's actually easier for him to hire a quality offensive assistant. I just don't think he wants to spend the money to do that because he doesn't. He knows he doesn't need one. Okay, easier. Why? Because if you're a quality offensive assistant looking for a promotion to maybe one day be a head coach, just work under Josh Heupel. You'll have a historically historically great offense on your resume and then you'll go get a head coaching job somewhere else okay flip side on concern if if i'm a coach taking if i was a coach hired in, instead of alec ablin okay that came in had no idea of how this offense worked i would be really worried that i would be on the outside looking in and i think that's happened before it happened with chuck smith on the defensive side of the ball he was just kind of one of the dudes it happened with gus malzahn who they called uh high school um, back in Houston Nuts staff. So you can get ostracized. That's what would scare me about getting ostracized. If I don't understand this offense immediately, that would be a concern. On the defensive side, I got to do what Tim Banks tells me to do, and that seems a little bit more simple than being on the on, on the offensive side. I actually think it would, in, in a lot of ways, be easier, and I didn't think this when he was originally hired, for Josh Heupel to hire a great defensive coach as opposed to an offensive coach. Rob agrees with me. Defense, am I crazy, guys, on the message board? Well, I guess we're talking two different things because you're not talking coordinators. You're actually talking staff members on the staff, and I think position coaches, and I think you're probably right with that. Well, um, your your coordinator on the offensive side is an assistant coach. I mean, it may say coordinator, at least on my side, when I offer, I can say you are the head coach of the defense. On your side, if you offer offensive coordinator, Josh Hopp was going to go, it's still me, dude. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Which I, is, I, by the I way, more, I actually have more to offer than than you do in this scenario. Very similar that, to when, remember when Lane Kevin hired Jim Cheney as offensive coordinator? And that was Lane, Lane Kiffin was running the offense, wasn't he, Dave? More than Jim Cheney? Did Jim Cheney ever oh. call a play? Uh, I he may have called the play. That to me though doesn't define you as a coordinator. And I think that Lane was incredibly comfortable with him calling plays if that needed to be the case. 
Okay. Um, so I would say hiring a defensive coordinator is the hardest thing to hire because I look, if you're an aspiring defensive coordinator, I gotta be honest, coaching and coaching opposite Hypo's offense is just good. It's going to hurt you trying to get a head coaching job down the road. It's very similar by the way to like we talked about earlier back in the late two thousands, trying to be a high, uh, an offensive coordinator for Nick Saban. Now Jim McElwain got a job. He shouldn't have, he's terrible, but he got one, but you know, typically like these, it's one thing to want to be great on one side and hire somebody else to be great on the other side. They don't want somebody to be great on the other side. Josh Hyper doesn't want a coordinator who's going to be great and shut everybody down on defense. He wants a coordinator who's going to be complimentary to what he's doing offensively, which is a huge difference between the two. Travis said something that I want to address real quick. Um, I know C and DC should have significant control. Head coaches that don't surrender some control always fail. I think there's a lot of truth to that. I, I don't think that Lincoln Riley has handed over control to a defense. He's always got uh, restrictions on them and what they can do in practice. I think Philip Fulmer is an example who did hand over the defense to John Chavis. So we could go back and forth. I think Alex Golish was the offensive coordinator, even though it's Josh Heupel's offense. And then last year, without Golish, I still think it was on Heupel. And I believe that the shortcomings of quarterback affected the offense more than any play calling or coaching. Caleb, that's my thought. I guess we'll see moving forward. But if Josh Heupel needs to put his arm around um, uh, an offensive coordinator in his first year as a coordinator, I got no problem with that. Go ahead and do that. And eventually, though, he does need to contribute positive ideas to the group or you're going to be looking for another coordinator or assistant coach. Okay, here's my question on that, though. And, and you're, you're a little more tight in than me with this, so I think you could actually give good insight. Because what Travis said, did Nick Saban ever relinquish control of the defense? His entire career, he had coordinators. Oh, I, like he... I was thinking about that yesterday. I feel like we've overstated that some because I, I had a really good source on the staff at the time. Yes, he would tear up a game plan if he hated it on a Thursday night. It could be offensive or defensive, but he also, for the most part, did trust his coaches. So don't want it to sound like every Thursday night he came in and goes, "You bunch of goofballs! What have you been <laughs> no. doing all week? You can just drop." Dead. Well, I mean, he didn't I do that. I believe he trusted his offensive coaches, but I never felt like I never felt Kirby Smart was alone running the defense. I felt like Kirby Smart and Nick Saban ran it together, didn't they? Or Jimmy Pruitt and Nick Saban ran it together, like comp, like they kind of co-led the defense, didn't they? Throughout Nick yes. Saban's tenure, yeah. yeah, yeah, and so that's where I'm thinking. Okay, so uh, now I will say this: You're right with Josh Heupel and Alex Golish. They probably co-led the offense. Now, maybe this is a concern. I don't believe Joey Halsley's co-leading the offense with Josh Heupel. Josh Heupel's leading the offense, and Heupel, and he's telling Halsley, go coach the quarterbacks. You're right, and, and he may grow into an offensive coordinator that he hands it over to him one day in the next two or three years, but right now your job is to come up with good, innovative plays that we haven't thought of yet. That that should be Josh Heupel's speech to him. Mm -hmm. like the Princeton, the you know, like the Princeton fan plays and the stuff they ran around the goal line. I mean, I don't yep. know who came up with that, but that needs to be somebody's job. Don't worry about the rest of the offensive game plan. Just come up with six ingenious plays a but, week. And then on the other side, though, to be fair, they're like, I don't want to go to the NFL, but we see a dynasty in the making with the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid's running that offense. I don't care who the coordinator is. That's Andy Reid's offense, isn't it? And he's running the show. I think we're in a position, and I think Peyton Manning changed this, where that's Patrick Holmes' offense. 
Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're in a I think we're in a situation where every quarterback is pretty much running the offense. Do you think Patrick Mahomes called that game winning touchdown? That looked like an Andy Reid dial up right there. Oh no, 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 no. Anything with a delay. I'm just saying in general, I think that if, if you have a delay, yes, you want to get the right call in. But I think that guys go to the line like Peyton Manning brought to the NFL. I think he changed things that much and they have two plays every single down that they could go to. And they just react to how the defense is lining up. And- that was called freeze freeze plays in Tennessee. People don't understand, you do, how many football coaches come from Tennessee. I mean, you could go on and on and on. Tennessee, if you really look at it, as far as some of the big names, it's the heart of, of football in a lot of ways. And uh, Tennessee, I thought, was uh, the, the the heart of football in a lot of ways of uh, being able to create what's what's happening now with the offensive football. 